Hey guys, welcome to the number 240 ever episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. I am Chase Coburn, and today we are back with another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. In today's episode, we are going to be recapping the Wizards' home loss against the Bucks, but then Daniel Gafford's buzzer beater to win last night in Detroit against the Pistons before previewing their matchup tonight at home against the Atlanta Hawks in what will be a two-game series. I'll preview the first game, and then, uh, yeah, we'll go from there. Hope you guys do enjoy this episode. If you do, subscribe, follow, share, view. we got a lot, lot to talk about, so you don't want to miss out. Let's not waste any time. Let's get into this. Hey, guys. Welcome to another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. I am Chase Coburn. So let's start off here by recapping the Wizards' loss to the Milwaukee Bucks. And, you know, it was interesting, to say the least. First of all, Giannis, uh, I know they ended up not giving you the triple-double with that last rebound, but an amazing job, boy, on trying to you know, trying to get that final rebound. For those who do not know what I'm talking about, Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Bucks were up by six. Kisper missed a three. Giannis got his ninth rebound of the game. He already had 23 points and 13 assists. and needed one more rebound for a triple-double. So he went down the court, like nonchalantly, so like not anything crazy or anything. Basically flicked the ball up, said hit the rim, and then grabbed the, the ball so that it would be a rebound. And basically he would get a triple-double. And at first he counted as a triple-double, but then later on the next day, the NBA stack keepers ended up taking it away. So Giannis, I appreciate your effort trying to get a triple-double, but have some sportsmanship next time. I'm just kidding. Big fan of Giannis over here. I think he's the best player in the world. But Something to look out at is Giannis had more free throw attempts than field goal attempts. And, you know, that whole strategy I was mentioning when I was talking about Giannis on my Chase Sports News articles, if you could get him to the line, sometimes it will work. And it, it wasn't great for him in this game, let me just say the least. Right? He, he did not have his best free throw shooting game, but he's not a great free throw shooter. He only let himself take shots in the paint. Zero for zero from downtown, did not attempt a three-pointer. And that is big. But I think the key in this game was really the two players off the bench from Milwaukee any shots from downtown. It was Javon Carter and Joe Ingles who knocked down 10 of their 18 combined three-point attempts and were just very efficient. They combined for 34 points. Uh, they're off the bench. The Milwaukee bench overall had 44 points. You compare that to the Wizards bench, and, you know, it wasn't as good. I guess as I'll say, you know, it wasn't terrible. But, you know, 28 and then two three-point performances there from uh, Jordan Goodwin and um, – and Kendrick Nunn, so, you know, you add that all together, you get 34 points. So the Bucks outscored the Wizards bench by 10. In fact, the Wizards starters actually outscored the Bucks starters. Just something to think about, even though the Bucks did not. Of course, Middleton, even though he usually does uh, come off the bench now, is kind of that six-man unit because of injury. But anyway, the point is the Wizards didn't play a bad game. Beal did everything he can. His efficiency was awful. I mean, not from the field, not from free throw line. Oh, five from downtown. You can't have your $251 million guy uh, 
making that amount from three. Same with Kristaps Porzingis. One of eight is inexcusable, but he did, uh, you know, nearly have a double double, thirty three points, nine rebounds. I do not like the two assists. I need to, I need to see more assists from Beal and the fact that he was in foul trouble. Two things I would not like to see, but he should improve another double digit performance from Corey Kisper and Denny Avdia coming back from an illness, responding fifty percent for the field, fifty percent from three, five of five from the line, seventeen point six boards and. Avdi has been on kind of a cold stretch recently, having single digits in four of his past five games. He really needed that uh, performance to kind of boost him up, and it was a really big one. But, um, you know, no no Kyle Kuzma for the Wizards. But, you know, just something to think about if they did have Kuzma, even though they even if they had Middleton, could the Wizards have won this game? I think it's a big question. But, you know, Milwaukee's the best team in basketball. They've won 20 of their last 22, 20 of their last 22 games. Just comprehend that for a second. I'll, I'll take a pausage. 20 out of 22 games. They're, you know, they are 47 and 18. This team's not normal. They, they do things that most basketball teams can't physically do on a court. And they're just such a dominant squad. And, uh, yeah, we'll see if they can maybe win it all this year. But, uh, you know, Wizards, tough loss at home, whatever. You know, it's against the Bucs. I wasn't expecting us to win, especially uh, without Kyle Kuzma. But I didn't really see anything to point out on, you know, really besides that bench unit getting dominated. I guess Daniel Gafford uh, didn't play enough minutes for me. He only played 24. Uh, I, I just I don't know about playing nearly Jordan Goodwin and Daniel Gafford the same amount of minutes, I guess is all I'm saying. Gafford is such a valuable player. and. He, he really is, especially in this Detroit Pistons game. We'll move on to last night. Woo! Okay. Um, I did not want to be sitting here saying we were just in a shootout with the Detroit Pistons. That's just not something I'm, I'm okay with. But a win is a win. This isn't college basketball. They don't rate your wins. This was a win. Do we deserve to win this game? What do you think I'm going to say, by the way, I started pre- by the way I started recapping this game? Absolutely not. Now, the really positive I can take out of this, first of all, 76.5% free throw shooting. Whoever our free throw uh, coaches, they need to work on this. Beal shot three of five from the line, missing two clutch free throws. Luckily, Porzingis got a rebound and an immediate bucket. That's why we have Christoph Porzingis. But 58% from the field, 48% from downtown. The Wizards took 81 shots. And the Wizards now, this is their third straight win where they've had exactly 119 points. The recipe to success is getting exactly 119 points, and it didn't look like the Wizards were going to get to that amount. 117-117. First of all, I don't know how you don't have a play call there and why it's just a BLI, so he airballs it, but Daniel Gaffer comes up with the play. He wasn't even in the game. It was because Porzingis fouled out. We're going to talk about that in a preview between the Wiz and the Hawks, but Gafford comes into the game, comes up with a big rebound, and then a layup bucket. He finished the game with eight points, four or five shooting. That's eighty percent from the from the field. Didn't really get to the line as much as I'd like, but still a really good performance from DG coming up big in the clutch. And um, yeah, he's been a really important piece of this team. And this is really what I was thinking for this Wizards team is. Beal could be the leading scorer, sure, but then he also facilitates seven rebounds, seven assists. You also have Porzingis playing really well. The, the only part I didn't like is he got into foul trouble. But I'm just talking about the scoring and the facilitating and the rebounding numbers and the efficiency numbers. Beal shot, Beal made two-thirds of his shots. The free throw shooting could be better, but made uh, his three-pointers. Kuzma's efficiency was good considering his, uh, considering his efficiency recently, and Porzingis had decent efficiency. So overall, he really just nice performance on the big three. It really was. And that, I think, is something the Wizards can build on in the future. You know, this is a really talented squad, especially this big three. And the fact that they do have that is something to build on. That big three combined for nearly 70 points. It combined for 69 points in this matchup. 
All I'm saying is that's something to build off of. Another thing to build off of is Corey Kisper. 16 points off the bench with 6 or 7 shooting and 4 or 5 from downtown. His defense could get better, but overall, a really nice performance there from Corey Kispert. On the Pistons side, you know, Jaden Ivey had a great game, uh, 26 and 12. You know, James Wiseman had a really good game, 21 and 5, but he's been playing really well since being traded to Detroit. I'm happy for him. I, I'm a big fan of James Wiseman, so I want to see him succeed. So I'm happy he was traded to Detroit to be given proper opportunity. Uh, the uh, uh, Pistons bench unit was really solid between Corey Joseph and RJ Hampton, combining for 22. And then um, how about Eugene Amori coming in uh, on, on a 10 day contract, putting up 15 and six. I can almost guarantee you he'll have another 10 day contract. He was playing great defensively. He was doing all the little things out there. And then also had a 15 point game. So very nice there from Eugene uh, Amori. And I hope to see him, uh, you know, maybe still wearing Pistons colors in a few weeks. But, yes, the Wizards got the win because of Daniel Gafford's clutch ability. But we will see what they are able to do in this matchup against the Atlanta Hawks. And, you know, the Hawks, they're injuryless. They have no injuries to worry about. And let me just say, that is something really important in basketball. The Wizards have dealt with injuries all season. And they don't have one either because Monte Morris was questionable. He is going to be playing, it looks like, on a minutes restriction. He's coming off the bench for DeLon Wright because of injury. But having him in one of the best assist-to-turnover ratios in the NBA on the court is going to help. So for the Wizards, their starting lineup will stay the same. It will be DeLon Wright, Bradley Beal, uh, Kyle Kuzma, Christoph Porzingis, and the Mr. Clutch, Daniel Gafford. And then for the Atlanta Hawks, it's going to look like Trey Young, uh, last year's Steelers champion, DeJounte Murray, DeAndre Hunter, John Collins, and Clint Capella. My prediction for this game is I think that the Wizards are going to win 115 to 113, starting off with my Coburn's catch. And I think the Wizards will win this game because of the last time we saw these two teams clutch. Just over a week ago, not yesterday, but the Tuesday before, the Wizards secured a 119, again, 119 points scored, 116 victory in Atlanta, and they won because of the real deal twisted steal for Bradley Beal. He had 37 points and 7 assists. And the Wizards only had two other scores to cross double digits in that game. Kyle Kuzma and Daniel Gafford, as I did predict. Definitely not patting myself at the back. But the point is, the Wizards didn't outplay Atlanta in this game, with Trey Young missing two very makeable three-point shots to tie the game in the final 10 seconds. But here's another thing you can also look at. Kristaps Porzingis has now returned to the lineup, and he was out for this game. And since he has returned, Kyle Kuzma, who shot 10 of 26 on the field and 2 of 7 from 3 in that game against Atlanta, has improved his efficiency amazingly as he shot near 41% from downtown uh, since the return of Porzingis. And he just stretches the floor. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. The Wizards just have more pieces than they did last time to handle Atlanta's uncanny amount of scoring depth. I think they had seven guys in double figures in that matchup. And I think that will help the Wizards secure their second straight victory. However, I do want to say here real quick, I wouldn't be surprised to see Atlanta win this game. I think the Wizards are going to split both of these home games against Atlanta over um, tonight and then Friday. So I think they'll split. I don't know how exactly they will split, but they will split. I don't know if the Hawks will win and then the Wizards or Wizards-Hawks. They'll split. The, I, I, I can almost guarantee that. My surprising statement is I think John Collins will struggle to score the ball. And when he does shoot it any and. He, he when he does put it in, he will not shoot it efficiently tonight. He was held to just ten points on six shot attempts last Tuesday night against the Wizards, and that was just against Daniel Gafford at the rim. And I know he's great, but wait until a seven foot three monster in Porzingis will take him away from the rim and force a twenty five percent three point shooter to shoot many shots from outside the paint. I say he shoots under forty four percent from the field and is a key part in the Wizards' road to victory, but except in a bad way for his team. Gotcha. Spread time. 
Wizards are two and a half point underdogs over under 237 and a half. I would pick the under. I do have 228 points in my matchup, and I would pick the Wizards. Of course, I have them winning. My spread, I think it's really a ta- uh, um, a pick em. I think it's really 50-50 shot, but I do understand. I do think the Hawks should be a slight favorite, so Hawks half point favorite. Um, the, it, it's really just a pick em. If you pick Atlanta... If you pick Atlanta, you're basically saying they're not going to win. If you pick Washington, you're basically going to say they're going to win if it's spread. It's basically a pick them, but I think Atlanta should be a slight favorite. Over under 234.5, under Wizards. Fantasy Outlook, I have Trey Young getting 55 to 60 fantasy points. I have Bradley Beal getting 50 to 55 fantasy points. I have Kristaps Porzingis also getting 50 to 55 fantasy points. And John Collins, meh. John Collins, 15 to 25 fantasy points. What punctuation do you put on that percentage? And I think ESPN giving the Hawks a 55.3% chance of winning makes a ton of sense. Now, I think it should be more like 52%, maybe 51%, 53%, but it's around this range. The whole point of this kind of percentage is that Atlanta should be the slight favorite. Um, and I could agree with that. You know, they don't, they're not a significant favorite, but they're just a slight favorite. And I can absolutely agree with that. They have more talent, uh, I think, than the Wizards, especially on the offensive side of the ball. I don't know if they have more talent, but, you know, this is a team that not too long ago was in the conference final. So, you know, they've really proved that they can be a good team. And they've proven to put the ball in a basket at a high level this season, putting up 128 in their last matchup. And are playing a team coming off back-to-back traveling games from Michigan to Washington, D.C. That is also hard, especially on a back-to-back day. So for those reasons, I for for those reasons, I think this percentage makes sense. I give it a period. And last, but certainly not least, who you got? I think Kristaps Porzingis will have a great game in this matchup. Whenever Porzingis is on the court, he is a beast. Having a guy this tall with a the kind of wingspan who is able to shoot the ball officially from the outside of the arc, he's shooting 43% from three since January 1st. It's abnormal. It's just not normal. However, whether he's hurt or getting into foul trouble, we can't see his abilities fully displayed, whether he's just not playing or not playing a lot in the games he does play because he's in foul trouble. And he fouled out last night in Detroit. That was a really big thing. Luckily, Gafford, of course, came up with the big plays. A positive thing, though, is that Atlanta, they don't really have that guy that's going to drive in the paint, you know, and draw some contact. They have a lot of guys that are going to shoot it from the outside, shoot some mid-range. They don't really have a strong, big, or a really fast guy to get in the paint like that. And uh, and they don't have the really then they don't really have the urgency to get in the paint either. So Porzingis should have a better time staying out of foul trouble, and I think that will ha- help him have a great game in this one. I say he finishes the day with 26 points, 12 boards, four assists, one steal, three blocks, eight of 15, 53.3% shooting from the field, four of seven, 57.1% shooting from the outside, six of seven shooting from the free throw line, 85.7%. He will have three fouls, which is better than uh, what he's had recently. Trust me, and he will help the Wizards get their second straight victory here at home against Atlanta. But again, if Atlanta wins this one, Washington will win the next one, vice versa. If the Wizards do win this one, like I do predict, I think Atlanta will win the next one. Hope you guys do enjoy this episode. If you did, subscribe, follow, share, review. I think they'll split, but let's hope the Wizards can maybe take two. If they take neither against Atlanta, that would not be good, especially for a team that they're competing with in their division, which is one of the tiebreakers, and then also for the for the playing spot. They're, uh, both these teams are in a very similar position. So I hope you guys do enjoy this episode. Didn't enjoy this episode, I should say. If you did, subscribe, follow, share, view. Enjoy the game tonight. Check me out on all my other uh, websites tomorrow. Uh, please subscribe to the Play-by-Play Student Sports Network. I'm going to be on basically like a first take 
uh, kind of show tomorrow with a bunch of other kids that love to debate sports. And we're going to be talking about some basketball, some football, just a lot of sports over there. So subscribe, play-by-play student sports network, sports for kids, my show with Jacob Muncie, Ryan Schlesinger, and the crew. Hope you guys did enjoy this episode. If you did, subscribe, follow, share, and view. Enjoy the game tonight. Check out all my stuff uh, in, the link in, the, in the link in the description. And, of course, as always, I'll see you next time. Peace.